are listening to Tales from the Haunt with just Jeff and Flynn Hendricks. <laughs> Are you needing some decals made? Maybe some vinyl or monograms? Then you need to go check out my wife's Etsy shop at Decals by Kins. That's K-Y-N-S. Go over to Etsy.com slash shop slash Decals by Kins and you can check that in the show notes as well and see what she's done for other people and see what she can do for you. And I'm speaking from experience here. All of my water bottles, my protein bottles, they all have something that she's printed and put on there and those things last. So if you need something like that for a gift, for your family, for your kids, or even for your yourself go check out what she can do for you and as a special treat for my listeners if you use the promo code flynn that's f-l-y-n-n she's even going to get you 10 percent off your order now you can't beat that so go check it out and see what she can do for you and i know you hear me Woo! welcome back everybody we are celebrating a spooky de mayo or is it cinco de spooky as we record this i'm not sure what it is but we are back in studio for another spooky edition of Tales from the Haunt, and I've got my main man, the guy that makes these podcasts sound oh so pretty. I've come to find out that we won't get sued for it because Jefferson Starship is not copywritten, so it is your new subtitle, your new tagline, whatever word you want to say. The main man himself, just Jeff the Giraffe, the Jefferson Starship, the man that makes it all sound so pretty and so spooky. Just Jeff is beside me in studio. Jeff Rowe, how are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. I can tell by that voice. I can tell by the way you're giving me that look as you sit there <laughs> in your super cow outfit with a cape. Why is it always super cow? Well, I mean, somebody said something about super cow last night and you just took to it. So there uh, we go. Yeah, that's um, true. Anyway, before we get off topic on that, guys, we're glad to be back here in studio and we have got an awesome spooky terrifying great guest and i know it's kind of weird giving complimentary and terrifying adjectives to describe this guest at the same time but it is all in good spirits because we have been excited and counting down to this interview and i know it's one that y'all are going to enjoy as well so without further ado i'm just going to jump right into this one tonight i've been looking forward to this one for a while so We've got an awesome guest in line for y'all tonight. This person has acted at Shocktoberfest in Sinking Springs, PA. Has also acted at one of my uh, bucket list um, ghost hunts. Ghost hunts, sorry. Um, at the amazing Penhurst Asylum in Spring City, PA. Purgatory Scream Park in Kingswood, Texas. Has been awarded the Owner's Choice Award and Best Actor. Also actor of the year which is a big big high esteemed award to have um everyday life this person likes to do entertainment music arts and of course everything horror and running her own business curly girl dreads so tonight i would like to introduce everyone to jasmine leanne hi thank you guys so much for having me on i super appreciate it of course I of course i really what you're doing here so Thank you. And I, it all it all stemmed from an idea from this guy over here, and he j he just talked me into it. So thank you, Jeff. It, it wasn't really of a talking into it. I grabbed his arm and twisted it behind his back. And of course. 
happened, you know? Yeah, and then I threatened to slam him on a table. So <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time that's happened. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> thank you. Seriously, thank you for being here because I know, um, you know, like, I'm not as, I haven't had as much experience in the haunt world as Jeff has. So I'm still learning my way as I enter my second year of it now. But I mean, just with every, like the people that he recommends, I know if he recommends somebody, we're going to have a top-notch quality person on the show so i'm just excited to get a chance to learn more about you and learn more about what you're doing as well and just get your get your name out there because the the best part about these interviews for me is feeling like i'm catching up with an old friend even though we haven't met in person so that that's the best part of all this because it's just a fun experience overall more than anything else it's the best is just to chop it up like you know like old school friends from back in the day you know like absolutely that's, that's the core of great conversation i think so i'm definitely i'm definitely in agreement with you right there i dig it i dig it we're all simpatico it's like a little triad right now i don't know if that's like a spooky witch trinity or what's going on here but i think i'll, I'll kick the conversation off here um when, oh man when did you first discover your love of all things spooky what pulled you into this world it was so funny. Like at a young age, I was actually super terrified of like animated toys. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Like, was... And then for some reason, my parents, I would catch them watching like, you know, horror flicks here and there. And I became really excited. And the first couple of horror films that I saw were actually like Silent Hill. Silent Hill, based off like the video game series, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. I rang by myself as a kid. And then I started watching like the old school, like 80 slashers, and, like mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger. You know halloween like the franchise films um so really it happened like around like the preteen kind of yeah like late, late childhood going into like your early like preteen years is when it happened like anywhere from like nine to like the age of 13 like that was like where like the monster started to kind of evolve you know so okay well <laughs> let, let me ask you this too uh because i i just want to know for my own uh personal clarification when you say you know like animated toys do you mean like cartoon toys or animated scary toys for halloween what do you mean by that Oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> so, um, it's my grandparents had this like animatronic, like little stuffed bear called the Bubba Bear. Oh, and I was petrified of Bubba Bear. I don't know if it was like his hair or his nose or like the fact that he would say off the wall crazy stuff, but I was terrified of Bubba Bear. And then I'd go to the optometrist and like the little vision test, they had all these little toys that would move, and I thought that was so freaky. I was oh. petrified. I can oh, understand that, that, yeah. I don't know how that turned, but then all of a sudden it was like, oh, you know what? I think I kind of like this, you know? So it <laughs> Absolutely. Was, yeah, yeah, I don't oh, know. And, and all it took was uh, seeing your parents watch Silent Hill to just be like, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That, that that bear, he may he may be all right. That's what I said about Jeff anyway. Well, and it's, it's funny you mentioned Bubba Bear because, you know, that's what I call Flynn sometimes too. <laughs> I am quite the hairy individual. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. That's, so, like, when your parents see you, like, getting into this at such a formative age, are they supportive? Are they worried? Do they try to talk you out of it? What's that like? It was it was kind of funny because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't really close with my dad, but my dad was actually the one that got me into this. Like, he used okay. to game, right? So he used to play all, like, the horror games, like Doom and, oh, like, uh, yeah. and, like, all that stuff. And I'd, like, sit and watch him. Mm-hmm. And, like, okay, well, you know, like, it just... It was like more so. Uh oh, oops. Oh, here we go. Okay, sorry, I blacked out. And, and technology's being spooky right now as right. we speak. It must be fans of Bubba Bear. I don't know. 
um but it was really kind of like let's see if you like this kind of thing yeah you know and it started to become like it, it was one of those things where it's kind of evolved and you know i could i could differentiate what was real and what was fake and that was the most important thing i think with everything with social with social media with video games with movies i think it's incredibly important for our children to know what is facts and what is fictional absolutely you know, movie but like you can't go and stab people in real life like you can't do that you know you can't there's no such thing as like a pyramid head in real life you know so right. very i had that distinction between you know reality what was what was fake yeah so, and I, I think that's very key too like because like you said a lot of these kids may see that and you know like you you hear horror stories or you hear those stereotypical like you know what they say about grunge kids for example they think they're the ones that see that stuff and go and try and act it out but i mean you know again if you differentiate and they know that's i mean that's a huge thing right there because like if my son sees one of those videos i don't know how he's going to process something like that you know so it's upbringing as well so i think it comes down to the the parents and the individual you know is your child um within that i don't want to say developmental or mental but within that that mind frame to be introduced yet to suggestive things or things that might be a little bit more on the more, um, like, you know, graphic or scary, you know, so absolutely. Absolutely. Of course it was fostered. It was fostered. It was, you know, monitored. Right. (laughs) It was monitored. As it should be. Certain movies, you know, like, you know, if you're, I'm 12, I can't really watch like, you know, like the little, you know, the nudie scenes, you know, horror films, close your eyes, you know, right. Right. Close your eyes, peek through the two fingers, you know, So that kind of, it, it was, it was monitored though, you know, until I got a little bit older. So, so yeah, um, that was kind of like my first little introduction to, to horror. So, I and like I it. already, I was already into like different types of music and I was mm-hmm. already into getting into like my little rocker phase and like, you know, all these like different rock bands. And so kind of like the music started first and like the films followed, you know, so right. just like another, you know, another forms of entertainment. Yeah. So absolutely. And then. I know you mentioned Silent Hill, but were there any movies that you saw around that time that just absolutely scared the ever-loving hell out of you? Because I remember around that age, or somewhere maybe a little bit older, you know, I saw The Exorcism of Emily Rose, and it just petrified me. Was there a movie like that that happened for you? I think it always... I think that's the biggest thing about me, what, what it comes down to, is, like, definitely the the possession, the exorcism movies, mm-hmm. and, like, anything, like, otherworldly... This totally gets me, like, every yeah. time. I think that part of, like, the human psyche, like, we really honestly don't know as much as we'd like to think we know. We don't know what's on the other side. There could be, could be not a possibility of paranormal hauntings. We don't know that. Very so true. The, it, oh, what was it? Um, it was called The Last Exorcism, and it was, like, a oh, documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and to see her, like, bending over backwards and, like, cursing and, like, I was I was completely freaked out. I was freaked out. Um, ring, uh, Silent Hill, like the Exorcist. Even like the Exorcist was like totally mind blowing too. Like to yeah. see, and even though we think it's like corny nowadays, but that was so controversial back in the day. Yeah. You know, and that's what I I really admire about the film and their 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 practical effects too for that film. It's just amazing about how they made that. Um, Absolutely. But, the exorcism movies and like the creepy, like demonic and haunting stuff. I was like, oh no, oh, a haunting in Connecticut. Oh, that- yes. Oh my. Yeah. Somebody finally yeah. mentions that movie. I haven't seen it in like 10 years, but I just remember somebody gave it to me on a flash drive with a bunch of other stuff 
for a, for a college project, and that just happened to be on there, and I'm like, I, I'm just sitting there drunk in my in my apartment, like, I shouldn't have turned this on, <laughs> but I, I I don't want to move, but I'm too scared to do anything else. Hey, and you know, I I do want to do something real quick uh, since we're on the subject of horror movies. Go check out our sister podcast, not ours, but somebody else's from the Give Me Back My Podcast Network called Give Me Back My Horror Movies. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, absolutely. That, they go, they do all kinds of like the old school nostalgic horror movies, and it's it's really awesome. So, it, it, wait, real quick though, but if that makes them the sister podcast, how many Is other it, cousins or brothers or whatever like do these podcasts have? How big is this family tree? Well, there's a lot. I mean, we've got we've got Sludge and we've got Stompy and we've got Frank and then we've got Jimmy. And... We've got a podcast trailer park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to the story. Got to give those guys a plug. But let's let's not take away from you here. That's so. But again, like those those demonic ones are the ones that get me because I you know I'm I'm still involved in church. I I do security at church, but. Those things like scare the ever-loving just hell out of me because you hear stories about the possessions or you see the Conjuring franchise based off of real life, you know, real life stories of demon hunters. You know, that's it, that that's enough right there to terrify me. Absolutely. When whenever there's, I will say, like, and it is, it can be quite controversial depending on like your beliefs, but mm-hmm. I think when it starts to alter, like I said before, like an otherworldly entity and like belief and religion that is a an automatic scary like that oh, is yeah. an automatic no like that's that's scary you know so definitely i definitely agree with you there you know so absolutely yeah. absolutely i think the scariest thing about about that is is simply that the battle over over good and evil and the human soul that yep. that's scary that's completely scary it really scary. it really is but that that story i mean we could get we could go off on a side tangent on that but the the struggle of good and evil like that dates back to the the beginning of mankind and that's going to go on till the end of mankind and then some and that's just right. it, the same story gets told in just about everything we do no matter what movie it's in what haunt scene you may be acting out whatever that same story and archetype is there so yay yay good versus evil <laughs> but jeff i think uh man i'm gonna get into the learning mode here and learn some more about jasmine so fire away some questions i'm, I'm ready to take it all in <laughs> so so the question, the biggest question that I've had going through my head since we told, or since you told us you wanted to be on the show, was how how did you start a company making dreads? Okay, good question. Um, yeah, it was about five to ten years ago, and um, I had a friend of mine that she was making them out of it's out of synthetic hair, and it basically bonds, so you can kind of. Um, comb it and shape it like you would regular hair but you have to bond it with the heat to make it stay Ooh. and i already come from a multiracial background and braids and locks and dreads and those are all very like important and symbolic to our culture and how we wear our hair you know and so i had a friend that was making them and she just she taught me how to do it and i started to do the extensions and after a while i was wearing them and then it was like oh hey i really like your extensions like where you get them and it kind of just became like a snowball thing um really really odd clientele because you have people that are a part of these different subgroups but they all like the same concept of these these extensions so there's really not like a set way that i can i think that i can market it because there's just like 
an array of different types of people that wear them. Um, so I started that, like, I started making them like 10, five, 10 years ago, uh, 10 years ago. And then during COVID, um, I had some really tough times with like everybody else, like with jobs. Mm-hmm. So I started to them and it picked up. So I kind of stuck with it. I like to create. I love to give a, a part of myself to other people that they can enjoy too. But that's why I like acting so much too. Yeah. So I do it as as a as you know uh, as a as a for profit kind of thing, and it just kind of started to kind of like evolve little by little, you know. So that's how that got started. So that's awesome. It's, awesome. it's very much a part of my culture and how and how women like to wear their hair and and um, what we how we feel beautiful you know and not having to conform to um society standards of beauty um so that kind of it, it does get personal with me and then the creative side to it too so it's a mul- couple of different like little multi-facets in there as to why as to why I'm, I'm still doing it so that's awesome and as you know you know one of our one of our good friends justin that we've had on the show he mm-hmm. also has dreads and you know it's 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 a it's almost a fashion statement for him now because if he was to cut his dreads off, nobody would recognize him. It's kind of hilarious. Who's that? Prof- who's that corporate America looking guy? <laughs> That's spooky. I actually did a few so far for some haunters. Um, I noticed that a lot of the mask making companies now are starting to get into them and start to put them on, like especially their clown characters. And there are some differences that I noticed within the way that they make them that I'm like, okay, well, if I see if there's a market a little bit for it, especially with the haunters, um, maybe I can help them out. Um, so I actually did, there was a guy, um, Titanium, Alexander Titanium. Uh, he purchased a set from me to use for one of his projects. And then Jessica from Malice Haunted nice. Attraction, he bought some for me and then my client Jeff also bought some from me. So it's really cool to see them incorporate that into like their looks too. Like I love I love to the characters evolve and you know turn. So it's really cool too that I get to help haunters with their with their character looks and make them feel good. So now was you when you say malice, are you talking about our malice that is a sponsor of our show? Yes. Yes. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. Small world, I, man characters like was it tops is it topsy decay i think she's a clown character um but yeah so she actually i think is from the haunt that is your that's sponsoring you so that's actually kind of cool i just i love that's the cool. visual of a, of a clown with dreads because i've never yeah. seen that but the visual of it and just like my imagination is going wild right now just picturing the different ways that that can be you know put into the haunt that is that's so awesome so um it's it's super cool like ever since i was a kid too like i, I was when i was a kid i drew a lot of artwork and mm-hmm. i would fashion designs i'd make like fairies and like these little mythical creatures and so like it's just so funny how like as you get older as an adult like people try to tell you to stay away from that stuff but like it just kind of evolved with me that like even though i started off like drawing and painting and stuff like that like it's still kind of my creativity still finds me in different avenues. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. And if I can ask a, a quick question, um, because it, it's something that I ask on my other podcast, but when you when you encounter those things where people are telling you, you know, not to do that, or it's not looked, it's not looked highly upon if an adult is still drawing sketches or being artistic and everything. How did you maintain that love and that passion for everything you're doing and keep that create uh, creativity flowing to what you're doing now? How did you? keep going through that i think 
ultimately the creativity is always an outlet and expression first mm-hmm. really can't turn off how you're able to express yourself absolutely um, for a while i actually kind of strayed away from it you know i tried to go to school for different things i tried to like be persuaded then i'm like i am so unhappy right now it's ridiculous you know like one of those like crippling feelings where you're like like that's like when you kind of know like you don't know like i have to follow what feels right to me yeah i have to what calls to me look unless someone else is paying my bills unless somebody else is feeding me unless somebody else is is actively involved in it like they can just mind their own business you know and and tune them out you know i think you have to you have to follow what feels right to you no matter what if it's not hurting anybody if it's not like costing your family thousands of dollars in debt like if it's not if you know if you're not causing any harm like i would say continue to go for it and follow what's right for you because at the end of the day like no one no one can live your life but you. They oh. can talk all they want. They can say what they want. They can suggest what they want. But at the end of the day, they live their life and you live yours. And if you're not hurting anybody, keep doing what calls to you. Because who knows if that's really what you're supposed to be doing in life. So, Did you just become my motivational coach? <laughs> because i like oh man that's that just spoke to me on so many different levels and i i will go on record and say that so many people i know this is supposed to be spooky but that this is all going to tie back into haunting here in just a moment but that is something that more people need to adapt and the world would be a better happier and more fulfilled place mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely i 100 percent agree it it's a i don't know you know I have that like that phrase where it's like you know unless they're 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 minding your your money or if they're intimately with you in bed or if they're paying your bills no then they shouldn't have to say anything absolutely you know? I'll, I'll gladly take that it. money though you know like you know whatever so I think a lot of people too are so used to this this rat race that yeah. we live in and this idea that like when you get to a certain age yes you should be able to pay your bills and like manage and be responsible but like I come from generations of blue collar workers, mm-hmm. factory workers, CNAs. I come from a generations of people that worked a lot of labor jobs. And while they've instilled great work ethic into me, and I appreciate that, you know, I was taught work hard for what you want. No one's ever going to give it to you. But at the same time, like it's, it's been so jaded for generations. There's no other way out. There's no other way to do life. There's no other way to have a career. And so that's where I feel as though, you know, that's where my path is, is, is different is that, you know, haunting is not something, see, you know, how it's full circle. Uh, Haunting is not just haunting is not something that I can turn off for me. Creativity turn off. Like it's just, it's just what, what, what feels right in, in my soul and, and it's fulfilling. And so now I'm just stuck wondering if we're the same person on opposite sides of a zoom screen. So (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, I think you got two of us here. You been, I mean, funny like that, you know, it's, like we're all connected. And, here. and like I like I said at the beginning, it's like finding a long lost friend that you haven't talked to in so long because you start connecting as the conversation goes on and you realize that you got you're you're just like this. Like you're just you all have like different journeys, but everybody is so similar at the and same connect- time. Exactly. And we've all experienced similar things and we know how to help each other get through those or express that creativity. And it's so, it's so fulfilling to know that like not only in different genres of acting, but in the haunt world, especially where you're with these people for months on end for haunt season or whatever else is going on, 
you've got a family. That's so Absolutely. awesome to know. Absolutely. That's a big reason. <laughs> it's a big reason why I do continue to haunt. Yes, it's fun to watch people pee their pants. Oh, yes, of course. it's fun. Like, but Poop I think themselves. it's. <sighs> love it. I know. Isn't that so mean to say, but I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I haven't joined that club yet. That's all him and the bodily fluid gang, but that's, that's all y'all, not me yet. <laughs> I think it's definitely the camaraderie and Absolutely, the family yeah. and community, I think. And that's, um, and that's a, a big, big reason why I still haunt, you know, and, and as you get older, it's funny. Cause when you're younger, you're very jaded to the world and like no one's mm -hmm. taught you. And then by the time that you're like 10, 15, 20 years in, you're like, man, you're like, what a good night. You know, yeah. like, you're like, <laughs> you, you live for it. Like, it's like, you understand the routine. You, you live for it. <laughs> like another one of those nights, you know? So, um, it's definitely the camaraderie that's, that's kept me going for so, so long. And this idea of like, we are so much bigger than just ourselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I first started haunting, I thought we were like the only haunted house for some reason, like in existence. <laughs> <laughs> the only haunted house. And then like it started to grow. And then like, I didn't know what trans world was. I didn't know, um, what like Midwest haunters was. I didn't know who actually funny story. It's so funny to say this and I'm not, and, and this is not to gloat, but when I first started a haunting for like a, one of our seasons, I believe Jared founder of shattered effects was doing makeup. So like that, so that's a perspective, like how long, like the, the, the journey has been is when like, I can remember when people were doing completely different things yeah. at a certain time. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when we used grease paint instead of airbrush, oh, wow. you know, makeup with like a sock and baby powder, you know, like, like it was just, there was so much that I was so like, not, I wasn't aware of. And now like, <laughs> is so huge and now you have like people on like tiktok or like yeah. you know haunters and i have like people in my inbox being like hey like you know i, I want to be a haunter so this is so weird you know but it's 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 honestly very exciting um it's just the industry has changed a lot and mm -hmm. um I, as i've definitely witnessed a lot and and you know there was a lot that i didn't know going into haunting right that you know, maybe someone should have been like, hey, you know, like, now that I got your attention, you know, like, there's just some other things that just might go down, you yeah. know, so. It would have been nice, you know, looking back in hindsight and all that yeah. fun stuff. And, and, like, haunting is all bad. No, like, haunting is not, with any occupation, with any um, entertainment industry, with, with anything, there's not always no things that are going to go right. Of course. But I think for, especially for some of these young cats that, that get into the haunts, they need to be aware of the dangers of the haunt, you know, <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it makes so much sense. I, I love the look on your face when she said a sock with baby powder in it. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> so, I, so let me fill you in on what this is. Okay. So with, with oil based makeup, if you don't set, set it with something mm -hmm. it it'll just stay runny so if you touch it it'll smear, right right that kind of thing so you use a sock with baby powder that helps dry up the um the uh, makeup itself as mm -hmm. a setting powder and then it doesn't run with your sweat and things like that interesting yeah. and 
See, I just had this visual of somebody like Bing Crosby swinging around a tube sock full of oranges and powder <laughs> and just beating you across the face with it. Oh. But that's, you know, that's that's just the Family Guy reference. But Hey, Flynn, I hate to throw this out there and I hate to stop what we're yep. doing because this is such a great interview. But we've got to take a quick break from a word from our sponsors. Woo! <laughs> and we're back. Man, okay, so I, I apologize for my... You know, insulting visual of just molly whopping somebody with a bag or a sock full of oranges and powder. But I mean, I feel like that would give a realistic look in the haunt. It would be scary. I'd be scared before I even set foot in the house. Are we going back to your prison days of when you was reminded of you know soaps and socks and things like that? No, this is about wrestling, Jeff. I'm not. I'm not trying to give away wrestling trade secrets here, but oh, okay, my yeah, bad. my bad. But I, I, I do have a question though. Speaking about being scared before you go into the haunt, um, there's been a very like eye-opening, reoccurring theme on this show, where several scare actors have admitted to being terrified of going in haunted houses before they became a scare actor. I'm um, going I've on. Never, I've never been to a haunt before I started scare acting. Real? Never, never, ever. I, I wow. Honestly, it honestly started because a family friend of ours, or a friend of my mom, used to do security at Shock. Okay. And I was like 15. And I was like, oh, how old do you have to be to work over there? I'm like, what is it? He's like, it's a haunted house. I'm like, what? That's cool. So I was like 15 and I just like, I auditioned and I didn't know anyone. I didn't really know anything. And I was just like, it was very much like an improv. Like I was given a line and then like I had to give them my best you know, rendition of that. And then I had to like scream and then I had to pretend like I was on fire and like different stuff, like scenarios. Um, but I'm, I'm on fire, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what to do with my spooky hands right now. <laughs> and I, I think you'd mentioned before too, that you did have an acting background prior to that. Is that correct? Um, actually I really, I didn't, I actually took theater in some theater in high school and like okay. studied. We studied cats and hairspray and layman, but I did choir for a little while, and okay. then I did marching band. You know, oh, I played. Yes, yes, played my people. Cats. Yeah, I was in the color guard, so okay. Well, yeah, try not to hit myself with the flag. Yeah, you're more um, coordinated than me, that's for sure. Yeah, so I was doing like all of this already, kind of like expressive things, and I'm just like, okay, like I'm just gonna try it. I yeah. am terrified go into a haunt like the haunt at night when all the show lights are on that's not scary but like going into the haunt like by yourself during the day for whatever reason is the scariest thing to me i have no idea why <laughs> how do you how do you flip that switch then is it just like you know the red lights on you get into character and that's what makes it all go away or is there a, a mindset or a warm-up that you have that gets you into that it's definitely a spooky process it's definitely like delving into your deep you know your dark side deep within there um yeah. I, getting getting hype with all the other cast members and actors of course uh, joking around and that camaraderie really plays a part i really truly believe that like you don't have to love everyone at your haunt but like god like the more that you guys are in sync it makes for great chemistry on set it is amazing Absolutely. and you guys were so getting with my monsters and a lot of um, the youngsters over the years have called me like clown mom and haunt mom. So like going around to my kids and making sure they're okay and making sure like they're fed or like taking care of my own, you know? Yeah. And um, 
listening to music, you know, and, and once I get the makeup on, it's like, I start, I, I don't really think this is me. I think me with my makeup on, that's like my true self, you I know? I love it. I love it. And you actually just gave me an idea when you dropped the phrase haunt mom. I We need to get a wrestling ring in the middle of a haunted house midway. We need to put some of your dreads on a pole and we need to have you versus former guest of the show, Caitlin Whitaker, because she is classified as the haunt mom at our haunt and just have a battle of the haunt moms and the winner gets the dreads off the pole. Wait, question. Can it be a ladder match instead of a briefcase with money? It'll be dreads hanging from the... Even oh, better. Funny. That'd be so funny. I'd be so <laughs> down. You know, cross publicity. I'm totally for it. Come hit yes. me up. <laughs> yes, you are my again. You are my people. Publicity. It's all that matters. That is oh, so man. awesome. Oh, but um, we we actually have a couple of go to questions that we ask people here on the pod, and because you you mentioned you know being the haunt mom and you know making sure everybody's taken care of, you have that uh, nurturing mentality. Obviously, what would you ad- what would you recommend to people thinking about getting into the haunt world or who may be new to it? And too afraid to ask for advice because they, they just feel out of their element. What would you say to them? Oh, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, this is a perfect opportunity to talk about one of my, I wouldn't call him a protege, but one of my students. Like, I, because I, I taught, you know, I, I teach them. Um, so I had a really, really nice kid named Josh that I met at Purgatory Screen Park. Mm-hmm. And it was just so, like, very reserved very much kind of like just like kind of there he's chilling you really didn't hear him talk a lot you know right and then as the season went on and like we you know the actor coordinator um Corey and and my actually my my fiance thomas was also helping us you know was was we were all cohesively running this the stair school um three of us we kept reassuring them that it's okay to come to us it's okay to ask for help and i saw josh go from like not really saying nothing he still does not really like talk much but he's he's definitely come out of his shell and as an actor he's insane he scared me like every single time like i went and there i knew he was there but like he was just so good at the element of surprise yeah and make these really weird noises and he'd like make these motions and he he ended up coming up with his own character and skitsy and everything like um anyone that's new it speaks volumes about your ambition it speaks volumes about yourself the more that you ask questions is um the more that you can get feedback and grow and evolve there are people in this industry that are more than happy to help you that want you to succeed that want to see you evolve and turn into this like you know bloodthirsty little demon running around the haunt like we want that we want the the passion we want the the drive and ambition so there's no such thing as a stupid question there's no such thing as um you know as as feeling as though you're you're you know not not worthy or not this or not that no like you know you may certainly come to come to us anytime that that you need um because the more that we help you grow, the more that we all grow together. And that's just overall great for not only the haunt, but for the community. So I know there's Absolutely. a lot of newcomers, young and, you know, young and older, you know, there's a, I know a lot of people that started haunting in their thirties, their forties, their fifties, you know, the same thing, you know, um, and they're, they're, and they're a little different because they, um, I don't, they, they don't they don't know that they have it 
they don't know that they have like already kind of like a presence already just being like an older mm-hmm. cast and by being like their physique and stuff so it's helping them unlock their potential too as well and to know that like they can still have fun no matter how um no matter how young or old they are you know just because they're older doesn't mean anything like you can still ask questions and still be coached and still be um a great scare actor that's ready to to tear the world apart you know so so definitely come to come to us because we're more than happy to to teach you show you and um, absolutely yeah I mean, that's that's key, too, because no matter the age, how old you are, you're always learning something new every day, and you always have to keep yourself open to, you know, tips, tricks, and techniques, and always be coachable, because we're always improving. It's so funny, though, because there's, like, there's people that, like, you know, everywhere that they, you know, they know everything, you know. Oh, of course. You know, I know everything about this industry, and ah, da, da, da. No, that's not really... The day that you stop learning is like the day that you stop growing is the day that you stop getting better mm-hmm. because hey, the next five, 10 years, you're going to be way behind because you didn't, you know, care to to grow or to, to, to look into anything or to keep your options open or to listen to anybody. You don't ever, it's insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, expecting different results. You can't do that. I be, yeah. Nope. That's, that's the definition of insanity. That's it. Absolutely. Oh, man. So, um, I have actually, before I ask the other go-to question, I have a question that has been on my mind since we started this because I said something about art and I wanted to verbally throw this out here to you. And I know I've said it a thousand times, but I want to say thank you for the awesome artwork that you have given us. Yes. Oh, yes. We, We have not been able to express that to you verbally it's all been over message and facebook and things like that yeah. so thank you so much for that absolutely well. absolutely humbling and that was our first uh that was our first bit of artwork for this show and it was fair warning we're not going to discriminate against anybody but she set the bar pretty high so <laughs> i'm just saying i mean of course everything high to me but that's neither here nor there oopa loopa doopa doo very welcome. This uh, you podcast know. is gonna get sued. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway, my question is: is how did you learn that you had that that knack for art? Like, I mean, yeah, you've done that on your phone and computer or whatever it may be, but like to me, that's a form of artwork, and it was amazing. So, like, how did you learn to do that? Um. So technology, <laughs> technology like never going away so you have to adapt to that mm-hmm. um but like I, when i was younger i would just scribble on everything and then it started to like my parents sometimes would um buy me like cartooning books and i learned that and then as i started getting older in school um you know i started was introduced to different forms of art and like 2d and 3d art and then um eventually we started working on the computer a lot more so once i think that as an artist not everyone's gonna know how to work with all mediums but the more mediums that you know how to work with basically the better um that you're just more well-rounded and educated um so i really can't say that like for example i really want to get better in like photoshop that's like the complete like baseline universal what people use for their graphics but um just learning how to adapt with the times and adapt and know how to use your tools and your software is super important so it, it's good to already have your your artistic foundations but then learning different mediums along the way will just will help you so 
I no. love it. Yeah, and and again, yeah. again, thank you so much for that. Yeah, that was that was very humbling for us to have someone took time and didn't ask us and took the time to say, "Here, I just done this for you." Because I think I think when we first saw it, the exchange was. Did you see that? Like, did you ask her to do that? No. Did you ask her to do that? No. Holy shit. That was Pardon exactly, my language, but you, that was exactly how that conversation went. It was so awesome. I mean, it's just like, it, it's so humbling when, when something like that happens and it's just, there, there's really no other way to say it other than it's just a humbling. And I, I know we're supposed to be spooky here, but it's a heartwarming experience. So you gotta be alive. <laughs> you gotta be alive every now and then. So, eh, you know, <laughs> but in all seriousness, we, we, we can't thank you enough for that, and we can't thank you enough for your time here on the show, so we're going to let it get a little spooky here, and as a thank you, Jeff, I think we're about to have a little bit of uh, a spooky smackdown here, because our, our, our listeners already know what's coming next. We don't even know who the first person is going to be that gets questioned. All we know is that we're going to call it in the ring... And Jasmine is going to throw two questions each to each one of us, and we don't know who's first. We don't even know what she's going to ask. That's pretty terrifying, isn't it? What I'm going to ask? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like she's pretty terrified right now, too, but it's her chance to get us back for all the grilling we've done on her. So. Well, I don't know, and our listeners can't see this, but I don't know if you've seen it or not. When you said spooky SmackDown, she was like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> and I've been watching the blue light behind you too. I don't know if it's the lightning outside or what, but actually sensor. It's actually a sensor. Like it's my backyard that I overlook. So like it's this sensor, motion sensor light. Oh, okay. I thought it was lightning because it would get real bright, then it would go away and get bright, go away. I was like, oh. Maybe it's a deer, maybe it's a moth, maybe it's the backyard. Maybe it's the almighty mothman we hear so much about. Who knows? We'll get a cameo on the podcast, but <laughs> But yeah, we are man. We're ready for some questions. Whenever you're ready to throw them our way, so let's get to it. Um. Okay. Um. Okay, so I have a question for Jeff. Is where do you see yourself in the next like three to five years as far as your haunt career goes? Oh man. That's almost like, as tough as what I'd ask. There are goals in mind or something that you want to try that maybe you haven't, or like, where do you see yourself wanting to go um, within your your area of of haunting? Um, honestly, I want to move over into the um, the operation side of the haunt. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to see how things. I already know how they how things work behind the scenes because I've been doing this for so long, but I want to um, I want to be more of that side of things instead of being more of an actor. I want to Absolutely. you know be able to walk through the haunt and say, "Hey, that was good, but next time try this." Right. Absolutely. I, I want to be that guy. That's just that's just what I do. Yeah, I'm on. The, I'm definitely on the same page with you on that. Yeah. And I kind of I kind of figured that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've, uh, you've done hiring of actors and things like that in your career. So, I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a very, very, very fun, very fun part of, of that, that area. Um, and then for Flynn, right, yes. Flynn? Yes. Um, what 
because I got you guys mixed up before I came on here, so you have to like forgive me on that. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. He uh, so looks like, like a Flynn. So like for like you like your your voice acting like um did you find that voice acting and then haunting was very much an easy transition for you or was there things about haunting that you're kind of like this is different like this is weird like you know like so where where were you on that was that like easy or was that kind of like oh I'll, this is this yeah is like yeah I'll be 100% honest um not even just voice acting but I'm going to go ahead and throw improv and wrestling into it as well because they absolutely helped me uh, transition and get, you know, I don't want to say comfortable because then I feel like I'm just getting stagnant. But they helped me adapt into the haunt world and just find that neat, find that bug that I was looking for for live performance that I was missing when I stepped away from wrestling for a little bit. And, you know, COVID put the world on halt. So any onstage performances I had coming up got thrown out the window. So getting a chance to do that. And then when I got back into everything after we kind of came out on the other side, you know, obviously it's still going on. The haunt world actually helped me a lot with more character development to Absolutely. bring new elements to the voice acting, to wrestling, and even to improv. So it's just, it's been this whole big circle of synergy where it's all benefited each other. And it's all just helped round me out as a better actor overall, too. So it's it's all gone hand in hand is, is the only way I can think to say it. Nice. Very nice. That makes a lot of sense. Sweet. Sense. All right. We got two. You got two more questions here. So I, I can tell the wheels are turning. You got one more for oh, Jeff and one more for me. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is going to be kind of controversial. This is the same question for both of you guys. Ooh. Which franchise do you think they should have cut off? Like, was there a like a horror movie franchise that they should have stopped making the movies? Like, stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you like? Is there any franchise that you felt that they should have cut it off and just let it alone? <laughs> is is the Fast and the Furious a horror a horror franchise? <laughs> yes, yes, that, yes, that constitutes a yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I would leave that one alone. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. zombie zombie Paul Walker needs to rest. That's all I can say. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and you know, not to get off subject, but I, I just recently watched the uh, the last one that came out. I'm sorry. I think it was number nine. I've always liked the Fast and the Furious movies, but after it was over with, I looked over at my wife and I was like, "That's you it." You know, it's it's it's, it's interesting <laughs> because the the first two or three movies they seem plausible like i could see street racers robbing trucks and going and getting electronics and selling them on the black market i could just see that happening but magnetic airplanes flying in picking up a car and flying off into the sunset no, no. <laughs> like not gonna happen no vin, it's, vin it's, diesel and as dom toretto becoming a meme that never dies you know family yeah. is stronger than everything why why do you yes. torture me so my, I, th I, I still think my favorite, my favorite um, part of those movies though, was when The Rock and Tyrese were going back and forth, and they improved that thing where The Rock looked and said, "You better have that big ass forehead." <laughs> <laughs> Every time that play, they play that song on the radio, like "See You Again." Oh, oh I'm no. like, come on! I'm like, can we let this go? <laughs> Excuse me while I go. Uh, while I go, just try and get that out of my head just yes, thank you yes. hey, <laughs> I'm like, you I'm like, brought really? it up it's your fault i didn't want to suffer anymore i'm sorry 
Uh, I, I think the same thing. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's agony. Well, and, and you know, I'll go ahead and give my answer to this. And mine might be very controversial. Oh, I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make somebody mad. I think I, I, think <laughs> I know what you're going to say. I've got, I've got two. Oh, no. One of them is going to be the Scream movie franchise. Fair <gasps> point. Not what I was expecting, but fair point. The other one fair is point. going to be Friday the 13th. Okay. Wow. Also not what I was expecting. Wow. What wow. was you expecting? I was expecting the Halloween franchise because I, I love Michael Myers, but the storyline gets so convoluted and the mask just got crappier and crappier for a while, right. too. And like the, the confusion between canon and not canon. It's like, well, wait, yeah. didn't he die this time? But wait, he died that way, so he's just going to come back to life wait, wait, that wait. way. So, yeah. so hang on, the Star Wars fandom is also debating over the Halloween franchise? Yeah. My <laughs> Lord. Yeah, it just, but again, yeah, you're exactly right. I think I think the biggest thing with the Scream movies was the fact that, um, what is it the, the spoof movies that they came out? Oh, with? scary movie. Yeah, or the like, scary um, movies. Uh, those, those scary movies ruined the Scream franchise for me because oh, I yeah. could not I could not watch those movies without laughing at them anymore. I haven't seen the most recent one either. Like, and I like it was so funny because like Scream was one of those movies too where that was like a little bit before I was born. I know it's how weird I'm dating my I'm like dating my age. Right so it's now, like, I feel old. You're in the same know, age bracket as we are, so it's okay. Yeah, so it's just kind of like it's 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 a definitely a nostalgia piece, especially for like us that were just you know being raised in that era, you know back then or just you know whatever. So it's like, but then like it starts to get kind of weird when like what was it the third one or fourth one with like Emma Roberts in it. And she oh, was like, I'm yeah. the cousin that's killing you. I'm like, this is dumb. Because that was the it, one I think that came out in 2011 or something. Yeah. And, I, don't, and... I, don't, I don't care for Emma Roberts really in horror for some reason. I think I just, I grew up with her doing comedy it, as a kid. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I don't really like seeing Emma Roberts doing horror at all. It's just like, it doesn't <laughs> work. And it, it's all yeah. kind of downhill after the first one anyway, because when you have Matthew Lillard, just like one of the most well-rounded, versatile actors, absolutely, absolutely insane in that movie. Like, I, I, I hate to like just I'm not discrediting any actors after the fact, but like that topped it. That really made me uncomfortable yeah. as a kid to watch. You know, and, and I'm, like you know, it should be a certain way, mm -hmm. and it's not, and it just feels so wrong in so many levels. It, it's like all again. I'm not trying to speak ill of the mouse because I would love to be in some of these franchises, but when you get the live action remakes or the CGI remakes of all these legendary Disney animations, they just don't live up to the hype. Hate to say it, they get a stacked cast, but everything else just falls short, and Absolutely. you're you're just taken out of it. Yeah, simple as that. Whether yeah. fair or unfair, but that it is what it is. Now, when it when it comes down to my favorite non-franchise movie, I've got to throw this in out here: Jennifer's Body. Hadn't seen. It. I, I love. Would have never guessed that absolutely love that movie. I think it is the most hilarious yet stupid horror movie there is out there, and I love it. Is that the Megan Fox movie? Yes. Oh. <laughs> that's become so popular now with like media, like internet culture, you know, <laughs> and like, some of these younger kids are like sharing like these like tumblr like quotes from like these movies and stuff like and that's so weird too like 13 year olds like uh, sharing gifts of megan fox I'm like you weren't even like how old when that movie came out you right. know like 12 year olds i'm like what's going on you know like weird weird stuff yep technology yep. we've we've cursed it we've praised yep. it and uh, now we yeah. question it so we, we've yeah. we've run the gambit on technology tonight <laughs> 
Oh man, it's this has been an awesome, awesome chat. And I again, I got a chance to learn more about you and feel like I found a long lost friend. And I know Jeff, you feel the same way too. So again, on the oh, do, you, do you guys also? I don't think I've ever was this a question I wanted to ask? Was do you guys believe in possible? Um, since you said you wanted to visit Penhurst, but do you believe that there is possibly a realm or a life beyond this one that we don't see every day that we are Absolutely. there's something beyond. cool very cool my type of yeah very nice oh man yeah it's uh it's one of those things that's been a because you, you we've all seen things yeah. that make us question and we don't know if it was real if it was not like we've all had those experiences where you wake up and you try to scream or whatever and you don't know like what's going on yeah. you know, it there's something there there is something there. And and my thought process with that is there's so much more to this universe than just live, pay bills, die. That's it. There's, there's more to this than something, you know. Absolutely. So. He'll be back. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean this is this has been a a really fun interview, and I'll be honest with you, you was the first one to actually reached out to us and actually wow. said, "Hey, I want to be on your show." We most of them we came to them. So I think it's it's super it's super important. I think within this industry too is to network, and I never understood the value of oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Like, we're all a big family, and what you guys are doing, you guys are trying to introduce people to this world that we are inhabiting. And um, I think it definitely is important for people to have like those, those, um, those resources. It is. You know, like before when I was 15 years old, like I didn't know they say, I'm sorry, can we curse on this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, as my grandfather would say, I didn't know my, my asshole from my elbow like my asshole from the ground you know like i didn't know like i really didn't you know so yeah. like so it was just like one of those things where it's just like to have resources like this to hear other people's stories too just makes us stronger as an industry and as um especially as actors you know and as the entertainers because i'm i'm not gonna lie you know um you've seen the haunt hub memes you've seen oh, the memes yeah. on people yeah. you know booze and like the actors and actors aren't jack shit and you know actors this and actors that but really like you know yes there there's definitely the the owners the operators the the makeup people there's the mask people which we all are cohesive yeah but to be an actor to be an entertainer is a truly um unique experience within the industry itself and uh, the more that we have to to share about it and to bring awareness to and and to share with other people, I think it definitely helps with the overall experience, especially for people that are that are new. Yeah, you're right. Um, and, you know, we want we've got more um, makeup artists. We've got more, you know, other people in the industry booked uh, to record with us. Nice. B just for that purpose, because I mean, let's face it without the actors in the haunt the haunt isn't what it is oh no absolutely but not uh, with that being said without the makeup artist and without the people that do the costuming right. and all of that the actors are nothing without them so right it's it, all, it all comes together absolutely um and i will i will say this uh oh, this is so important this is important to anybody who is listening right now if you're an owner if you're um, an actor 
the better that you treat your staff, the more of a phenomenal show that you will have, the stronger of a show you'll have, and you'll ultimately have a very strong uh, heartbeat of a haunt. Yeah, uh, I can't tell you to, I know it's like we're going towards the, almost like the end of this, but um, treat your people how you want to be treated, you know, and, you know, treat your, treat your actors, your employees, your whole haunt, you know, those people don't work for you. You work for them. You know, you contribute to their life. You know, yep. there's a lot of people that are, that are putting a lot of work in this industry that they don't have to, you know, they're sacrificing a lot, just as much as the owners, just as much as, you know, the, the people that own the place, I'm definitely giving them their credit. Um, but I can't be to tell you, um, I've been in environments where I've seen very opposite ends of the spectrum of of actors being treated a certain way of protocol of ethics how they take care of everything and um a big big production company i look up to i'm actually wearing them right now it's zombie army productions um zombie army um john laflamboy if you're listening to this by any chance like you're great i look up to john i look up to how he carries himself how he conducts the production company, how he treats everybody. Um, there's definitely people in the industry that are setting that standard um, for uh, just ethical treatment of their staff and just ultimately um, how they're they're running running their show and running their their establishment. So um, definitely, the, the better that you treat each other, like the more of a smooth time that you're going to have, and that's what we want ultimately is to have a great performance, and then you're going to have great profit margin too. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, you know, like, you know, this business, this business is, is a lot of fun, but it also is business at the end of the day. So, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, and, and as soon as you said zombie army, I can't read your shirt, but as soon as you said that, I mean, John LaFlambeau instantly popped in my head. Uh, absolutely. I've, I've watched um, so many of his training videos. I mean, I've yes, learned so much from him. Absolutely. That's so when I, um, you know, when I started doing the actor training and I started doing the hiring and I was assisting and um, ultimately then, then running, you know, for a, a while, you know, the, that end of um, the haunt, I like to study, you know, I like yeah. to study everybody and, and zombie army and, and how John conducts uh, their actor training and their, their orientation. And also like, if you've ever watched too, on like days of the dead too, um, uh how like he thinks about how he's going to design their sets i've like never seen anyone the way that john thinks about sets and about space i've never seen anyone describe it the way that he did you know yeah. it's to empower the actor and literally turn for turn he has it worked out in his mind like okay this comes in this comes in from this angle distract him from here and it's just like literally just like a plotted out like 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 an orchestra you know you have the 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 cellos and you have the the brass instruments you have this like that's how john seemed to have designed like his thought process for everything you know so um so yeah so i mean definitely looking up to other people in the industry and definitely and in taking inspiration from what they do you know um i even watch um you know uh carpetbagger on YouTube, yep. Jacob Carpetbagger, he goes and he visits different haunts. And so like, I watch his review videos. I'll go and watch um, just every, I'll watch, I like, I'll even watch like their, 
like trailers that other haunts come out with you know like i'm constantly trying to study and take inspiration from so i can be a better haunter and so that way i can teach others to how to be their best yeah and and that's what it's all about that's i mean when it comes down to it it's it's about like you said the networking getting together being a big cohesive group and just making everybody better all together because yeah it, and in my and the, one of the reasons why i wanted to start this show was because if i can make people feel more included in what Absolutely. i'm doing in the haunt then maybe they can go out and make other people in the world feel included in oh the world absolutely so. um i've definitely seen obviously there's there's business professionals in this industry there's people there, it's so funny there's people in this industry that don't give a damn about halloween they don't care about anything spooky but they sure know how to run a business on that end and they oh, know yeah. how to run a, and then there's people from all walks of life in this industry and there's people that are the outcasts that are the quote freaks that you would otherwise see on the street and people would be like oh i'm not going to go to that person you know stay away from that person you know the tattoos and the piercings and 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 the rock music and the you know and and you know the alternative culture and then like you just then you have people that completely look like they would never ever set foot in a haunted house that look like you're you know your average every day you know i'm gonna go work on wall street and come home and then i'm gonna be pumpkin carver massacre person you know like <laughs> you know i was like you know like so it, it's really interesting to you to see just the at the melting pot of, of the industry too, you know, we're all coming together and we're all from very different walks of life. And that's really cool. Yeah. Yep. Really, and, really cool. And I'll be honest with you. I, at this point, just saying, just saying all of that and how we're all together and, and doing what we do, I could honestly couldn't think of a better place to bring this to an end now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, we could, we could, we could go down that rabbit hole and keep talking about it all night long, but I mean, oh, absolutely. Listen, anytime that, you know, um, I, as far as my future plans go, I am really at this point, um, I'm not sure what's happening this year for haunting. I might see if I can, um, maybe go visit, you know, Penhurst again and, and do some time there. Or nice. I heard, um, I've never got to go to Field of Screams. Field of Screams over near Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yep. Never been there. Um, so I definitely want to do some traveling and um, maybe try some makeup and do some some different things. So if you guys ever want to have me back on the show just to talk about Oh, absolutely. I mean, all the topics, all the topics that you can think about of, of haunting. If you ever want to get into anything deeper, please, by all means, I'm more than willing to come and sit down. I mean, we went on so many different good little topics and tangents. I'll be more than, than happy to come back on the show if you guys need. Uh, absolutely. We would definitely love to have you back and we will definitely schedule that. Absolutely. Uh, for the future. So, um, and, and just to let you know, we are going to the Haunters Against Hate, the event in july i don't know yeah. if you were planning on coming to it or not but. oh man i'm not sure if i can make it but i think it's really good that you guys are going out there i hope you guys have a wonderful time i know what oh, what paul is doing awesome. is amazing and i think it's um more than ever a really important movement to observe and to hold space for within this community yeah yeah it's it's gonna be great so I'm just going to leave it here and uh, have everybody go like us on Facebook, Twitter, all of that good stuff. You know, I started up a TikTok. I only got one video for Tales from the Haunt on there. But, you know, we're getting there. Um, and, and recently we have just became available on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify. So like us, give us a five-star review there. If you haven't done so yet, go back and listen to all the uh, episodes in the archives. So on behalf of me, 
Flynn Hendricks and our good friend Jasmine, I just want to say, everybody, stay spooky. Thank you for listening this week, and we hope you'll tune in next time for another spectacular episode. <laughs> Tales from the Haunt has been a Flynn Hendricks production. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>